Welcome to this episode of Barnside Chats with Bob and Burns. I am Burns. And I'm Bob. And today we are going to talk about smoking. And not the kind you're thinking of. We're thinking we're talking about smoking meats today. Mm-hmm. Good old smoked meats. And also, we have brought over uh, a past guest. We brought Cooper back today because he wanted to come and talk to us. Right, Cooper? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me again. Thanks for joining. My pleasure. And if there's anybody who enjoys a good barbecue, it's definitely our overseas correspondent, Cooper. I do enjoy some good barbecue, especially some smoked meats. What would you say is your top five favorite smoked meats? Number one, I'd have to go brisket. Two, pork short ribs. Spare ribs, not short ribs. Um, beef short ribs. Smoked trout. And smoked sandwiches. Oof. <laughs> the smoked sandwiches. We'll have to get back to that topic on a later date. You bet. But right now, we're just focusing on the smoked meats. Ow. Well, you do put meat in a smoked sandwich. You do, but it's a whole totally different technique that is secret and is patented. Yes. Or patented. Pending. Pending between uh, Bob and I. So, mm-hmm. Uh, Hey Bob, what's your what's your top five favorite smoked meats, or should Ooh. I say, smoked meats that you cook? How about that? Ooh, smoked meats that you cook. Yeah. B, probably brisket, salmon, ribs, chicken. Oh, a tri-tip. Smoked tri-tip's pretty good. I do agree with that. Yeah. So, and I I'm on the same realms there. Uh, I I haven't really experimented with smoked fish yet um but uh i like i like doing uh tri-tip uh steaks you can cook smoke it's kind of faster uh new york's why new york steaks wise um pork i do a full pork loin rather than pork chops um I just did a dry rub last weekend for dry rib rubs, or dry rib, dry rub ribs last week for Memorial Day, and they turned out pretty awesome. Uh, not bad for the first time. And uh, other than that, it's pretty much anything I can, you can think of, I'd like to try. Well, I tell you, I went to this uh, barbecue place up here in Washington, and uh, they had smoked bacon wrapped onion rings how's that sound now do they smoke do they smoke the onion rings and the bacon or do they just smoke the bacon and then wrap them on the onion ring no they smoke the onion ring and the bacon Ooh. why not just wrap well, the essentially it's just a, it's just an onion it's just an onion ring it's not like the batter fried kind of deal and then they just wrap it in bacon and toss on the smoker Ooh, interesting good deal I, they were they were pretty good. They're pretty smoky. Now I got a question for you, Cooper. Does that compare to the Bloomin' Onion at Outback? I don't know if you can really compare anything to the Bloomin' Onion. Um, that's in its own category, <laughs> unless you had another Bloomin' Onion to compare from some other chain restaurant or local restaurant of your pleasing. 
I'm pretty sure the Bloomin' Onion is trademarked by Outback Steakhouse and is served exclusively at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, maybe someone's got an exploded onion, not a Bloomin' Onion, and then it's the same thing. I think that's the last thing you want is an exploded onion. <laughs> I mean, if if that's an exploded onion and there's a blooming onion, I, I don't know. Maybe now with the blooming onion, what was the loaded part of that? Loaded was cheese and bacon and chives. Okay, so then we can't really compare that. Then I guess never mind. No, it's more like a um, a stuffed potato, but fried onion. Right. So, hey, while we were speaking about smoked fish, and you said that you didn't really know how to go about cooking smoked fish, or say smoked salmon. I haven't experimented. Well, what I would recommend is, I mean, there's different ways you can do it. I've been trying to get it similar to the stuff out of the coast, and I got my own little recipe for that. But I only like to smoke salmon for about five, six hours, and then turn up the heat to it. And then I kind of like it when it's cold, when it's chilled. So cook it, let it rest, and then throw it in the refrigerator and let that sit for another four or five hours. And then you have cold smoked salmon. So do you like it better cold or hot? I kind of like it preferably cold. And then you just add like a tartar sauce or a horseradish or mayonnaise or something like that to it? No, I just eat it as it is because it's that good. Oh, yeah, do you, I don't think you need to, to add anything extra on with that. It just sounds good right there. Yeah, you're, you're adding sauce. You're, you know, disgracing the chef. I understand I mean, that. Cold smoke something is basically jerky. Yeah. Right. Especially fish. Hmm. When the whole uh, quarantine deal's over, we'll have you over for some smoked fish. Sounds great. Maybe even, not even smoke a fish, maybe... Maybe pan sear tuna for you. You gotta go catch it. Oh, you're getting me hungry. I haven't eaten yet. I know. Noah's from the sea being a sailor, so he gets all... He just lives on a fish diet, so he gets happy when he hears fish. I... I oh, actually, I did have live crab last night, and that was pretty good. What kind of crab? Dungeness. We got live Dungeness crabs, and we went and uh, steamed them last night, and oh, it was heaven. Cool. What'd you have with those crabs last night? Um, like what? I, what we put in the steam pot, or what we just like put out rest on the table? Oh, like the dip. You know, you gotta have like butter or something. Oh, we did. We did. We did a garlic butter. Yeah, that it or? Yeah, that was about it. That was the only dipping sauce we had, and then we had a mac and cheese. What else do you do with your crab, Matt? I mean, never really heard of anybody else doing anything besides butter garlic. I mean, besides like um. What do you call it? Cocktail sauce, maybe. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, cocktail sauce or uh, some lemon. Squirt some lemon in there. Or, Ooh. Uh, yeah, we did miss some on the lemon. Mm-hmm. Or you make make a lemon and mayonnaise or lemon and tartar sauce, you know, kind of deal. I'm not really a fan of crab, but... Tartar sauce or cocktail sauce with crab, though? No. No? Never. That's more like a shrimp deal. I don't know. Shrimp, there's so many different ways to cook it. I mean, you could do anything with it. 
as Bubba used to say. Oh yeah, like Bubba, you could say. If you haven't caught on, that's what Forrest Gump uh, kind of trivia there. So when you go to uh, smoke this uh, fish and or other meats, uh, what do you use, Bob? Uh, majority of time, hickory. Or I just use the, just a blend of kind of all the different woods, but I like to use hickory. I... Hickory or mesquite. Mesquite? Yeah. More so mesquite for the um, beef and everything. I, I use that too. Uh, I like using a a mesquite hard lump and let that, uh, you know, get that nice and hot and let it kind of cool a little bit and add some, uh, excuse me, hickory chips to that. I soak the hickory chips down in water and then put it on there and it adds a good smoke uh, kind of deal. And uh, it, it turns out pretty good most every time so far. Yeah, another thing I like to use is applewood, especially more so in the fish. Yeah, a little sweeter. You do that to the pork as well. Yeah, I, mean, I kind of, I kind of just roll everything with all the different woods. I eat for everything. Play with it. Yeah, just play with it. That's all you do. I don't, just... I don't know if I would do mesquite with fish though. That's a little heavy on the smoky sides. It is, but I like stuff smoky. I mean, if it's what you're eating, it's what you're eating. Bob gets smoked. Smoked meats. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though. There's nothing like a smoked chicken al dente at 125. (laughs) Is that... (laughs) That's not cooked. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, yeah. You said that you like your your steak rare. I mean, I thought maybe you like some. <laughs> you can't do that to chicken. <laughs> Chicken's just cooked. One twenty five. It's a free country, Matt. Okay, if I want to smoke a chicken at one twenty five, I'll smoke a chicken at one twenty five. Well, it better be at one twenty five like all day. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is a public safety announcement. Always cook your chicken at one sixty five. Or higher. That was just a test for society. Yeah. Meat you don't smoking. like rare chicken. You can't eat it. You can That's dig it. I don't eat it. You can. Well, the one time I had raw chicken, you couldn't get your teeth sunk past it. It's just like ah, and that. That's it. You couldn't go any further. Couldn't tear it off. Nothing. So you 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 attemptedly tried to eat raw chicken. Yeah, but got. not not on purpose. It was all accident. Sounds like you still tried at it. You bit into it and then you tried to get more of it, so I did it because I was I was just trying to figure out what was going on and I was like, "Hey, this isn't cooked." <laughs> well, be, being in the navy, there's there's a lot of uncooked undercooked or uncooked chicken that I uh, have attempted to consume. Um it's not present. <laughs> no, the next day is never pleasant. Hey, Cooper, do you? What kind of a mechanism and/or equipment do you have up there that you use to smoke your meats with and/or cook? Um, me and my buddy just recently bought a um, an electric smoker. I forget what the company name is. 
Kate Boss. Oregon. And oh. um, it's a little, it's a cool little smoker. It's like two and a half feet tall and twelve by twelve inch square. And um, we use brine trout every time we go catch them and just toss them in there and call it a day. That sounds pretty cool. Does it use the pellets or the chips? It's a it's a chip it's a chip based thing. So it comes with a little pot that you put on the um, the bottom of where the uh, the heating coil is. You put it on top of there and let the chips sit in there, and it smokes it all day until they uh, they go bad. So then you just replace the chips. How hot can you get that thing going? I think the hottest we've had it goes like three hundred degrees. Yeah, that's good. That's hot. It's a, it's a little, it's a little decent little thing. I mean, it was only a hundred dollars, so you can't go wrong. With that. You can't go wrong with that. Mm-mm. But it's not the four hundred and fifty degrees I can get out of my trigger. Make pizzas on it. Yeah. Smoked pizzas. Okay, I never had a smoked pizza. You gotta, you gotta, you're dealing into a different subject here, Rob. Oh, I know. But just like you said, there's meats on the pizza, so. <laughs> Sausage, cheese, tomato. Cheese is not a meat, man. We're talking about meat. But you can still smoke it. Yeah, you can 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 still smoke cheese. Yeah, you can smoke cheese. Like smoked cheddar. Smoked mozzarella. Yeah, I just use my little, uh, what is it, 18-inch Kingsford charcoal grill. And you just offset it. You know, you have all your coals on one side and the other side's cold. You offset that smoke and let the vent go towards, uh, away from the heat. Creates that smoke chamber. And it's really a quick and easy way to s- smoke any kind of meats you got. Oh, That's yeah. what I use. Cooking inject on the old, on the old Weber grill. Mm-hmm. It's actually a Kingsford, for your information. Uh, Kingsford. I didn't know they made grills. I think they just made charcoal. No, they got the they got their own grills. Weber's last longer though. Now you just got to get a Traeger mat. No, I gotta finish my Brinkman. <laughs> get that all ready to go. That's a smoker right there. It's got the chimney and the offset smoker box and everything. Oh yeah. Oh, that's what you want. That is, is what you want right there. Toss in a log of that apple wood, that cherry. Give I mean, it go. You could throw logs in there if you wanted to. You're just going to smoke straight logs? All logs or no logs? That's what we'll have to do for our business, you know, when we're smoking all day. We'll just smoke logs. Yeah. logs. <laughs> we can smoke, smoke logs and then make the logs smoking logs. Oof. Yeah, they call it... They, every, just add on to the smokiness of it. Yeah, pellets and charcoal. Screw that. We're smoking logs. Gonna need a lot of BTUs. Oh yeah. Well, it's not. We're, well, gonna, we're gonna need a big, a big furnace or a big uh, hot box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want it too big though. Otherwise, you get too much heat, and then you get then you can't control it, and yada yada yada. Well, we're going to have to be able to smoke quarts of wood at a time. Holy moly, that's a lot. 
That, that, <laughs> supply and demand. All right, supply and demand. How, how long is your given time you're smoking a cord in? You, you just gotta look at, you gotta look at the color of each log. The glow. We're not burning them. We're smoking them. Oh. Oh yeah, I guess. Let's see how dark they go. If we took some cherry wood and then we took some hickory and we smoked it with hickory, it would be hickory cherry wood. You might be onto something here. You see where I'm going with this? Instead of instead of combining two woods together, then you just create one one wood. (laughs) Without going through all the uh, biological processes to just Make a apple wood or a uh, cherry wood and hickory tree. So, so instead of grafting a <laughs> cherry to a hickory, yeah, we just smoke two logs at the same time, and that basically the same idea. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. It would take years before you had a successful graft of a ha- of a cherry and a hickory tree. So, and that's got to grow into something bigger, and you don't know what it's going to turn out like. So, if you just Smoke one wood with another wood, it creates one one thing of wood, and then there you go. We just open up a whole new market. So what you're saying is basically if I just took a bag of cherry Traeger pellets and a bag of hickory Traeger pellets, I just poured them equally into the hopper at the same time, it'd be a whole new deal? Well, I mean, I don't know how the hopper operates, so... It's just an auger. It just feeds a little, little box. You gotta properly agitate them all together. Mm-hmm. Proper agitation. So, High quality agitation. If you're putting one bag into it and then you put another bag into it, that's not proper proper mixing right there. No. So you got to mix. you got to take... What if you just took it to both bags, put them in a bucket, mix them evenly, and then put it in there? That's what you'd have to do. Just, like, shove your hand in there and mix it for... Makes it for a good five minutes. Okay, I don't think you need to make pellets for five minutes. It's not like we're making a cake here. Uh, hey, perfection is taken at the most uh, precautions, Cooper. And at I'm the most about quality control here. Yes. All right. Quality control. Matt, is... That means Matt's going to be in charge of the uh, quality control here. Matt's going to be our pellet mixer. I'm not a fan of pellets. You're going to be in there with a whole big paddle, singing I, songs, stirring pellets. Not really. I'm going to throw in my uh, my cords of wood and watch them, watch them catch a fire and smoke. Stir them with a small excavator? Yep. That's going to be the way? Yeah, I just need a good, uh, not a job, but a good uh, thumb on that excavator as well, you know, to pick stuff up. Mm-hmm. But that's all with time, Matt. Yeah. I mean, you got to go find the right tree and kind of scout it out, and then you got to cut it down and cut it up and throw it in the bed of your truck, and hopefully they don't see you drive away with your with their old tree. And, you know, you, you got to do it precisely and cautiously. So, Are you talking about illegally harvesting a tree? I didn't say that. It sounds... Are we tree poaching? That exactly sounded like what you proposed on doing. Yeah, but you don't need to know that. Neither does the world. 
You just told the whole. <laughs> we don't need to know where the logs are. <laughs> That's all hypothetical. I'm not. I'm not that kind of person at all. <laughs> Locally sourced from other people's property, without prior knowledge. Exactly what it sounded like you proposed on doing, Matt. Because I did, but you know, you know me. I don't do you that. <laughs> you give them a new tree the next day. Go to the hardware store and here's your new tree. Sorry, I, I owe you. You nail an IOU note onto the stump and it's like, I owe you one hickory tree. I, I owe you an irreplaceable hickory tree that's been in your family for four generations. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. We'll get back to you in 80 years with your tree. <laughs> Cut, I'll have my ancestors cut it down again. Cut down some heritage wood, Matt. Is that what you're proposing? Sure. Heritage smoked. <laughs> hey, that's, a good, that, uh, that's a good name of the company. Heritage smoked. That's awesome. Now we just gave away our community. <laughs> well, is there anything else you'd like to talk about on this podcast today? Oh. I'm, I'm good. You got anything, Cooper? If you drive... A, uh, a Ford 6.0 diesel power strip, and you're trying to replace the the uh, fuel injection control module. Make sure you have a pair of vice grips. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, thanks for the tip for those 6.0 drivers out there in the world. Uh, I, I I'll not lean into that. All I've got to say is I've done two fuel injector control modules and I never had to use a pair of ice grips. Well, it took us all day yesterday to replace one. Did it work? Did, after you changed out the uh, FICOM, did it work? Yes. Oh, it, it worked, but uh, now he, now my buddy has a his battery lights coming on. He replaced the alternator and he just replaced the battery, so I think it, there's a feasible link that's uh, messed up somewhere. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we... My dad's doing the same thing, but it, his uh, fuel injector c- control module ended up being good, and not, and it and the injector is shot. Oh. And that's a. So his injectors went bad. Yep, low voltage. Oh. Yeah, those things. Those things don't like low voltage, so. No. They run you rough. Make sure you got a good alternator to keep it keep it running. <laughs> that and everything working like a clock. Well, so. with the air trucks, it all starts with your batteries, right? Hmm. It all starts with your batteries on these newer trucks. Uh huh. I definitely agree. Well, Bob, you got anything else to say? No, I got nothing else said for oh, the topic of smoked meats today with our good buddy Cooper. Yeah, we're gonna have to have a cook off or something. Yeah, we'll oh, have especially. to. We'll we'll have to post a video on the YouTube, and maybe you could do a tic tac, because that's what you're good at. The last one I did was last year. <laughs> we could do it. You bet. All right, everyone. It looks like the, the our time is up. We kind of ran out of things to talk about. But a good discussion today. Here with Cooper talking about smoked meats and how we cook them and how we cook them. We will probably get back to this uh, in a future podcast. But uh, thanks for joining us today. I'm Burns. And I'm Bob. 
And remember where you heard it. From this side of the barn. Adios, everybody. Stay safe and stay sane. And we hope to see you on our Nets episode on Net Sunday. Thank you. Adios.